1: John Reed's news stories, very enlightening ones, expands your brain a little bit. And while he does that, I'm going to play lullaby versions of popular songs. You can guess them at the end of it if you want. Without further ado, my friend and yours, Mr. Is this from uh, across the pond, mate? It is uh, late 80s to early 90s, about 89, 90, if you will.
2: Josh joints being brought to you by Medi Weight Loss, the medically supervised program that keeps you accountable and keeps you losing weight. There are a lot of ways to lose weight out there. We realize that, but it's the accountability. It's all about being a part of something bigger than yourself. It's It's easy, uh, or it's not that easy, to have the book thrown at you and think you can make your own way. Here, with the help of the nurses and doctors at Medi Weight Loss, you stay accountable. When you go in each week for that weigh-in, you stay on the scale and you see those results, the pounds just falling off Nothing is more motivating than knowing what you're doing is paying off. And they want to make sure the bone listeners get a free assessment. If you go to startmedi.com slash 1025, that's startmedi.com slash 1025. Contrary to popular belief, contrary to what the first caller of the show today, I am no longer fat. I have Mm -hmm. slimmed down with Medi weight loss. And you can do the same. They've got locations in South Tampa, Brandon, Lutz, and Clearwater. They do accept some insurances, so make sure you ask and find out if they accept yours. You can also call it. 877-MED-LOSS. When you do that, tell him you heard John Senning talking about it on Drew Garoppolo mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The Love Gov is no more. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo has announced he will resign following a scathing report from the state's attorneys general, concluding the third term Democrats sexually harassed at least 11 women. And in one instance, sought to retaliate against one of his accusers who went public with her allegations he gave quite the speech there were ups and downs he kind of owned up to it uh while simultaneously uh saying it was a political witch hunt of sorts but here's some audio of uh andrew cuomo uh resigning and accepting his fate
3: this is one of the most challenging times for government in a generation government really needs to function today government needs to perform It is a matter of life and death, government operations. And wasting energy on distractions is the last thing that state government should be doing. And I cannot be the cause of that. New York tough means New York loving. And I love New York and I love you and everything I have ever done has been motivated by that love and I would never want to be unhelpful in any way and I think that given the circumstances the best way I can help now is if I step aside
2: has there ever been in politics? And I know that it's uh, depending on the flavor of the month. It's easy to be beloved and then hated the next moment. But thinking about the the beginning of the pandemic in mm. the way that he was received take take out the fact that he wasn't actually doing a good job because he was sending old people with COVID back into to sure. nursing Gave homes. the impression he but, was doing a good But time. yeah, there was a period of time. I mean, the term Cuomo sexual was coined. He was the love gov. People who. Just wanted to hear a voice of reason, maybe not even from his party, found solace in the way he communicated during the pandemic. Has there ever been, in a shorter period of time, a fall from grace like Governor Cuomo has experienced? The only thing I can
1: think of is uh, Beto O'Rourke. He never really fell from grace, though. He just kind of like was a flash He in the fizzled. Pan. He yeah. fizzled, yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: does he come back? I mean, I'm, I'm sure he does, whether it's he's he's primed for TV. I mean, the guy through all of this wrote a book, and he seemed—I think he won an Emmy. He won an Emmy for those—those those, whatever the hell he was doing for his uh, huh. morning meetings that he was doing during the peak of the pandemic. So he seems to be more built for TV than politics, and I'm sure uh, it could be Cuomo and Cuomo, Chris and oh. uh, Chris and his bro CNC uh, Music Factory. Yeah. So uh, you know, we'll see where he lands next. But I imagine disappear for a while and then uh, find your way and... In- We'll see what that looks like. So Ron DeSantis spoke uh, earlier today at Surfside, and, and there's a few different things. He did, but he's, he's kind of doubling down on the mask situation. At a news conference in Surfside, uh, Governor Ron De, uh, DeSantis uh, talked more about committing to putting student masking efforts in the hands of parents, not school districts, on Florida's first day of school as the Delta variant of COVID-19 continues to breed uncertainty. He did, which is a good thing, present members of Florida search and rescue teams who responded to the Surfside tragedy with $1,000 bonus checks, and then he took a few questions from reporters turning to COVID-19 and school mask mandates, the governor remained steadfast on his claims that masking in schools over the past year had no clear tie to case number increases or decreases and said he would rather leave the decision to parents instead of the district. He went on to say, we know that in-person schooling was a low-risk environment and the kids, fortunately, were very low-risk. So we had a school year in person. Just think about how much... Worse, we would have been off if our kids had not been in school. I don't know if that's true or, or not true. And and maybe what he is saying is true in the sense of this is a wave, and maybe we're going to see waves forever. But much like a lot of these things, we have to, or he has to, at least accept this is experimental. Something is going on with this Delta that is that is moving faster in Florida than we've seen at any other point. Right. So you have to at least be honest. That we're sending the kids back to school for the first time with the Delta. And that alone is an experiment whether you want your kid to wear a mask or or not. 100%. The governor said the consequences of keeping children out of school would have caused long-term ramifications and po- pointed to low-working-class or middle-income students uh, as the most affected. A lot of the wealthier families, some of these politicians want to close schools and just send their kids to private in- in-person school, which is just crazy, DeSantis went on to say. So he's not really backing off. So one thing I don't think we touched on I don't know if we touched on it on the show. A it was a threat. Let's face it. It was a threat to superintendents from the governor's office saying if you allow a mask mandate to come down in your district, we will possibly hold your salary. Yeah. Which is absolutely, absolutely insane. Oof. I mean, when you start coming for people's pocketbooks over looking out for kids and family. <laughs> I get it's a disagreement, a <laughs> fundamental disagreement, but still taking somebody's money. When they, even if your big picture thing is you think the masks are, are muzzles and you've got to, I don't think you can believe that with every person, even if that's the belief at the top and nobody ever wants to say it, the superintendent who might want your kid to wear a mask at the end of the day, I think they just want your kid to be healthy. Correct. So to think you would hold money from them a few steps too far in my book. Uh, But Jen Psaki, uh, the press secretary clapped back and said, don't you worry We got your back.
3: Uh, but that uh, in the American Rescue Plan uh,
2: allocation or in the, the, the guidelines for parameters for how that money could be spent, certainly paying for salaries is a part of that or could be a part of that and could cover uh, those needs for uh, these officials. And uh, now that money would have to be distributed. But the Department of Education is looking at options. I'm not uh, making a threat of withholding. Uh, certainly we don't want to hurt the people of Florida, uh, but we're looking at a range of options to support uh, the public Health officials, the leader, the teachers, uh, and officials who are trying to protect students and their communities. I got a tough question for you. I have a tough answer. Does Ron DeSantis, the numbers are the numbers. I, I don't believe that that anybody is tr- truly faking the numbers. I'm going to talk about the CDC and what happened with them in just a second. But is there a political angle with Desantis being the Republican star? Is there is there an opportunity? found in what's going on with Florida to bury Ronnie D because he could potentially be the guy coming for Biden. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I mean and I what's what's true is true and then some things just can't be denied, but this politics is so ingrained in COVID now that every angle has to be looked at from somewhat. And, and if it's not, I think it's been a gift at the very least for for the Democrats to be able to say, look at this guy. He's killing everybody in his state.
1: Yeah, it never looks good for a presidential candidate to be heading up a state that has record numbers when it comes to a pandemic.
2: So I mentioned the numbers and, and you know now they're just they're crazy and yesterday there seems to have been a discrepancy into the latest COVID-19 numbers in Florida. And we'll Supposedly, soon be corrected, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention confirmed on Tuesday. On Monday, the CDC reported the state saw another record number of new cases, but the Florida Department of Health disagreed. Yesterday, the Centers for Disease Control reported 28,317 new cases in the state. Numbers from Sunday showed twenty eight thousand three hundred sixteen people tested positive. Mm. The Florida Department of Health said those numbers were accumulated over multiple days and then broke it down, saying twenty one thousand five hundred on Friday, nineteen Saturday, fifteen on Sunday, and eight. And that brings the three day total, the three day average, to about nineteen thousand. Okay. So, conspiracy or just mistake? Can can you be the CDC? And put a number out that's completely wrong and it be a mistake at that
1: level? Uh, Yeah, I think the CDC is flawed. I think so. I, now, is it also possible that
2: they're doing it intentionally to manipulate? Sure. Anything's possible at this point. Isn't it sad that because of the state of politics we live in, everybody questions everything? Yes. I was looking. The the Twitter and the Internet's accessible anyways. But you look at the Florida Department of Health putting their corrected numbers out, and all of the responses are, why are in the hell would we believe you? <laughs> this is just DeSantis fudging the numbers you're never going to bring the other half any closer to believing what may be the truth or, or may not be though. there are no facts anymore mm. in lighter news bears can be smart officials in Colorado are issuing a warning uh, reminding people to lock their doors and windows after a bear went door to door now you would think a bear a bear can open a door maybe uh, maybe it's, just can, it's smart enough to get into one car But this bear broke into multiple cars in one night. (laughs) The Colorado Parks and Wildlife Department, Northeast Region, posted about the incident to Twitter, which occurred in the town of Estes Park. It's beautiful up there. While the bear wasn't caught in the act, a wildlife official found eight different cars where the doors had been opened by a bear with signs of rummaging. Although all vehicles were unlocked, uh, it was very uh, impressive to the wildlife department that one single bear made it into eight different cars. That's a motivated bear. dude. Is it? We've become very bear-centric, or at least I sure, have. Yeah. It's not just me. Bears are getting way more coverage over yeah. the past four to five months. No doubt. And whether they're changing as a species and becoming more involved in our life, Something's happening with bears they're changing, and they're they're clearly becoming smarter. The bears don 't have opposable thumbs, right? Uh, I don't think so exactly uh. exactly. <laughs> St. Petersburg police said that a 19-year-old woman was randomly shot early Saturday morning outside a busy stretch of bars and restaurants. The shooting happened just after midnight on Saturday in the 200 block of Central Avenue in St. Pete. We talk quite often about what's going on in St. Pete. The uh, the murder numbers oh, are man. crazy. Uh, the, the the woman who was killed uh, while she held her baby last week. And, and I think it's, and I'm not saying this is, that spilling out, but to think that you're never going to get some gun violence a few blocks away from all where all this craziness is happening is far-fetched. Uh, police said the suspect, 29-year-old Joshua Newkirk, took out a gun, pointed it at another man. Officers said the two men had been arguing. The man ran across the street when the suspect pointed a gun at him. Officers said the suspect discharged the gun and shot a 19-year-old in the foot. A woman was walking by and realized there was a fight going on with two guys, and she went to walk around them and get out of the way. She heard the gun go off and realized her foot was bleeding. She had been hit. That coming from Yolanda Fernandez of the St. Pete Police Department. Uh, Paige Henderson, who works at one of the restaurants, said she saw people running. I'm trying to think the 200 block. I think that'd be a little bit further down. Uh, not right there on, uh, you know, in front of uh, Ruby's or anything, but a little further down. I hope this isn't a trend because I I, somehow it hasn't majorly spilled down into the, the touristy mainstream area. But... I also wonder if that's what it would take for the city to really tackle things. It's one It's one thing when you can kind of keep it out of sight, out of mind, and you don't have a lot of people there. It's another thing when 19-year-olds out drinking or getting shot, uh, you know, oh, bar hopping. It starts to affect the bars and restaurants in, in downtown St. Pete. You'll see something
1: done about it finally.
2: I would like to believe uh, that this could be the first domino dropping when it comes to real action and whatever the hell was going on in the Jeffrey Epstein, Lane Maxwell circle. Uh, Prince Andrew has repeatedly refused to help U.S. authorities with their criminal investigation into the two, despite publicly stating he would. Uh... According to damning court documents that have been filed by Virginia Roberts, Roberts on Monday filed a civil suit in New York claiming that she was forced to have sex with Andrew on three occasions in 2001 at Maxwell's London townhouse, at Epstein's Manhattan mansion, and the financier's private Caribbean island. The Duke has always vehemently denied all charges made by Roberts and famously used the alibi of a visit to a pizza express. <laughs> Anybody making a connection between Pizzagate and yeah. Pizza Express? Yep. I mean, it's not that far of a leap. Nope. And working to refute her allegations, they danced together at a London nightclub before having sex. So we've seen we've seen the list, uh, you know, the fly list of, of the, the people that were in the circle of Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein, politicians. So if there really is legs and proof and possible litigation that's going to happen over prince andrew does that in any way tell you that all the other cases and all the other names were probably doing just as bad of stuff is is prince is prince andrew in the scope of people who should be concerned about being caught he's as as high as it gets absolutely royalty
1: is as high as it gets
2: yeah and you would not that that i would hope that this would be the case but Uh you would think that they would have fail safe plans when you're at that level doing that kind of shady stuff so, like I said, I would love somehow maybe other girls or people who know more now seeing that that maybe Prince Andrew can go down or at least some some facts coming forward that uh, that the floodgates open up and we find out what all these shady people were uh, were doing with with Epstein because um, he's dead. Hell yeah, and he didn't kill himself. Nope. It doesn't take uh, too much. You don't have to dig too far to realize uh, Chicago not looking so good, things not so hot. Uh, Well, it looks as if The mayor, Lori Lightfoot, has lost the police department completely. Mm. Chicago police officers literally turned their backs on Mayor Lori Lightfoot when she visited a hospital after two of their colleagues were shot, one fatally, and a former cop has blasted progressive politics for the death. Officer Ella French, who is 29, the first Windy City cop killed since Lightfoot became mayor in 2019, but the city's officers have faced a surge of gunfire in the past two years. French and her partner were hit by gunfire on the city's south side on Saturday after pulling a car over for expired plates. Edmonte Morgan, who's 21, his brother Eric Morgan, uh, both convicted felons have been charged in the brazen attacks. On Saturday, about 30 rank-and-file officers gave Lightfoot the cold shoulder when she showed up at the University of Chicago Medical Center and approached them as they stood visual. The images are, are, are shocking that a major city like that a mayor can can pretty much lose the police department. When Lightfoot tried to walk with the injured officer's father, himself a, riot, a retired cop, he lambasted the mayor and blamed her for what happened earlier in the day. Uh, two sources at the scene are speaking out. When she tried to comfort the grieving officers nearby, they walked away and turned their backs on her. You don't get that back. No, 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 you don't. I mean, I don't think there's anything you can do. No,
1: and she's lost the media as well, only doing one-on-one reports with black or with reporters of color and not speaking to white reporters.
2: And, and she said, you know, I think the statement that she made right after was some people we think we do too much for the police and others think we don't do enough. I mean, somebody is not helping her out. Whether she doesn't have a PR person or what the hell, uh, I, I'm not sure, but uh, finding out the right Um, thing to say moments after uh, a deputy has been killed. uh, Clearly not her strong suit. Correct. Uh, And lastly, in the lightest news I could find today, Mm. if you're a four loco lover, or maybe you just love a nice cold Mountain Dew, I know, Drew, that you had yourself a Mountain Dew at Taco Bell over the weekend. Sorry to throw you you out there. How dare Uh, you? Pepsi Co. and Sam Adams Brewer, I don't know why I said it like that, Boston Beer are teaming up to create an alcoholic version of Mountain Dew. Boston Beer will develop and produce the drink called Hard Mountain Dew. While Pepsi has created a new entity to sell and deliver and also market the product, the beverage is expected to hit shelves in early 2022. Hard Mountain Dew will belong to the flavored malt beverage category and contain 5% alcohol by volume. It looks so far that you will have original Hard Mountain Dew, Black cherry Mountain Dew mm. and watermelon Mountain Dew, mm. all with zero sugar. How does that happen? I would wonder if you're. I mean, no offense, but if you're marketing to the Mountain Dew crowd, they don't care about zero sugar. Yeah, I wouldn't think that uh, zero sugar would be a would be a big. Yeah, they want a lot of sugar. That's all you can. But were you ever a four loco drinker? I've Do you think never, you've ever had one? I've never had a four loco. So it was it was kind of a trend this morning. People were sharing the worst thing that ever happened to them when they drank four loco. And I think I only drank it once. And I was at a house party. And for some reason, we decided a wrestling tournament in the grass would have been a good idea. So we all wrestled each other, drunk on four locos. I hurt my friend's neck terribly. And, and we all, unbeknownst to us, until until it was all wrapping up, uh, had rolled around in dog poop.
1: I mean, that's a four loco story right there. Yeah,
2: and I'm all burnt up. Drew Grab alive. How can we help you?
1: How you doing today, Drew? Yes, I'm fine. Thank you. Yourself.
2: I'm doing great. I'm going to take a shot at the uh, three songs. This is Billy from South of the Skyway.
1: All right, Billy from South of the Skyway. Let's hear it give it a shot here uh your son elton john i hope you don't mind man in the mirror i'm looking
0: <laughs> at the man in the mirror <laughs> and i think the last one this was tough uh
1: changes david Bowie. absolutely 100 wow. correct sir no prize for you but you did a fantastic job since you outed me i'm sorry no no i'm glad you did because i've been looking for the right opportunity to bring this up like you might hear me talking about restaurants and think, oh, what a bougie bitch that guy is, like talking about Rooster in the Till in Seminole Heights yeah. or Boozy Pig on Cyprus and, oh, Mr. Highfalutin yeah, got yeah. us, well, yeah. I have a, I I confess it to you. I'm, so, I, I'm sorry. And I thought you could keep your yeah, trap I, shut I, about I, it. I know.
2: It's your choice. It's your journey, and I shouldn't have done that to you.
1: But when we come back, I'll I'll unburden myself of a dirty, naughty confession that is twofold. Next. I'm Drew Grabo live. E F O What three three. What is it, and why is it important to provide and install security systems in the state of Florida? Our state demands that companies have a license. It means a company understands things like electric current, basic construction, and that they've passed a rigorous test by the state. Also, means a company has required insurance and financial backing. Lester Jackson with Safe Touch has been licensed for over 35 years, and SafeTouch doesn't stop there. All of SafeTouch Securities' consultants have passed classroom training, and they're also registered agents by the state of Florida, and so are SafeTouch installers. The SafeTouch monitoring station is an approved UL monitoring center, meaning yearly inspections. It's the most rigorous requirements a monitoring station can meet. The SafeTouch Monitoring Center provides the fastest emergency response possible because of the SafeTouch 2A communicator. And the average response of a SafeTouch operator is an incredible 11 seconds. And all that is backed up by lifetime parts and labor warranty and 24-7 customer service. So if you choose to do it yourself, these are just a couple of things that you got to think about, things that you'll give up. And the no contract gimmick, that's replaced with terms and agreements to protect them, not you. Do as thousands have already done. Choose SafeTouch. Call 888-723-8682. Mention the promo code TAMPA. That's 888-723-8682. Promo code TAMPA. Or go to safetouch.com. You're listening to Drew Garabo Live on 102.5 Without
0: the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.